We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What is up? What is up, viewers? Hope you guys are all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast, being brought to you by this week's sponsors, Indochino and Harry's. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand with suits, shirts, coats, and more, all made to your exact measurements. You'll never look better or have a better fit. We love them in here in the office, and now you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 and more at Indochino.com when entering the code BLUEWIRE at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your $3.99 or more purchase, and and shipping is free. Indochino.com. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that does not fit. And now, guys, let's get into the podcast. What is good? What is popping, everybody? Hope you're all doing well. Hello, Zan. Hello, Jakey boy. Yeah, how are you doing today? I'm, uh, I feel like every time you ask me that, I say tired. So today, uh-huh. I am vibrant. I am alive. How are you doing, man? Yo, I'm tired of the lies is what I'm tired of. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking like, about yeah. in gaming and esports? Well, both. Or? Both, and obviously, you're not. Oh, yeah, me you're, lying. You, okay. Yeah, you're never well, happy. thanks for the call yeah, out yeah. two seconds in. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Uh-huh. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast number 26. We are still going same week, uh, or I guess every week, same time, I should be saying. And uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about, as per usual, the latest, craziest gaming stories for all of you guys. They will always be timestamped down below as well. Zan, should we kick this sucker off? Yeah, right before we do, though, just so people aren't like, I know it was a really nice transition. Everybody's very proud yeah, of your whatever. segue just skills. Just keep on, whatever, yeah. whatever. Anyway, just because we have a new plaque on the desk. Don't want people to be thrown off by yeah, that. Okay. You know? Explain yeah, okay. Explain it really quick. Yeah, and real briefly. Yeah, so if yeah, for those of you who don't know, we have an audio version of the podcast available every single week, one day before it goes live on YouTube on Prediction. So if you type in Prediction, P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N, in your favorite podcast app of choice, you can find us and say, hey, you know, download the Esports Rewind. So if you want to listen to us before this goes live on YouTube, on mm. the road, on the whatever uh, devices you do choose, that is uh, why that's there. And so, yeah, now can we kick it off? Yeah, now we can. All right, yeah. let's get into it. <laughs> 
All right, Xana, for the first story, I think I want to keep a lot of my stories brief. I know we always say that and I never do it, but this one is certainly controversial around League of Legends worlds. And I'm not really sure if controversial is probably the, the best term. And I think okay. it's really ironic that I put on this, this wrist brace this week. So now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, I hope you do. Um, so it's all around the SKT lineup. Obviously, yep. Faker being a part of that lineup. If you guys did miss it, I think it was by the time you guys watched this, actually not this past weekend, the weekend before that. We do pre-record the podcast, so apologies for that. It was the semifinals of League of Legends Worlds. Obviously, the most renowned, most watched concurrent viewership-wise esports event ever. Yeah, They do huge. a great job Enormous. every year. So much fun to watch. It was G2 versus SKT. Both, I would say, notorious lineups now, especially. Mm. SKT when it comes to Korean success and their players, especially that being Faker. Now we get to the point of this actual story uh, where the entire Reddit forum, the entire world of League of Legends apparently blew up because there was a clip that surfaced after a failed 1v1 by Faker himself against G2. Afterwards, they showed his player webcam, you know they have above right, the yeah, desk. Of course, of course. And so he's making his call outs, doing whatever, and you see a visible, like a, it's like a nervous handshake. The, the way I describe it is I remember back in high school, I was giving a Spanish presentation, mm -hmm. and I suck. I can't even speak English, and it was my it was my first ever presentation, first yeah. ever in front of a class in your entire life. Yes, okay. and I yeah, get I up there and I notice my. I'm hand shocked shape. to remember that. I know, oh, it's, it's it was traumatizing, <laughs> and so I get up there and I involuntary like my hand won't stop shaking because uh -huh. I I'm nervous, but I never felt like a nervousness right. like that. Right. And so that's what that handshake kind of was, mm -hmm. and we saw the entire like a lot of people, maybe not the entire world, a bit of exaggeration. We saw a ton of people freak out, and I think I'm curious what you think why they would because my personal when I first saw that people freaking out about it, you think that maybe the, the Korean region, the Asian region, is known for how much pressure they put on their players, mm -hmm. and so people seeing his handshake in a moment of distress or like oh my god like does he feel like he has to win every engagement does he feel like he has to do it the entire like he has to win worlds to not be nervous or what do you like why do you think this whole situation just confuses me because i'm I, I think about this and i think is this is this the downside of esports people not paying attention to how sports function at a base level and just not knowing how like even in competition in general, somebody you in order to get to the high level that Faker is at, you have to be a competitive person. Yeah. You have to like take every encounter very seriously. You have to like it's a lot of intrinsic motivation, of course. Mm -hmm. So it it'd be totally understandable and reasonable for him to be like mad about having a bad engagement. Either irritated, yeah. angry, mm -hmm. maybe nervous. Now, yeah. I think also it escalated it mm -hmm. as well. We had that interview we covered here on the channel by Travis Gafford. It mm -hmm. shows the press conference. And afterwards, one of, one of the interviewers like calls him out on it. And so with him being, I guess you could say, caught on webcam, you know, obviously having his hand visibly shaken no matter what caused it. Um, I ask you one last question, comparing it to traditional sports. And I had a video I, about this where, you know, you if you saw LeBron James miss a game-winning three-pointer, and in the replay, he's obviously very irritated, and his, his hands are shaking, or something went wrong, and he missed the three because of that, or uh, vice versa, after he missed it, that's, he was just, that's what his response was? Of course, yeah. Do you think, given that comparison, that in an interview setting or a press conference setting after the match, it's appropriate or okay to ask about that kind of thing? I would say so, and I would say, it's, it's, as a journal, if, if you are a journalist, I would say if you notice that and you're paying attention, you're at that event, you're going to know that's going to be something people are going to latch on to, of course, mm -hmm. right? So you have to ask the question almost. 
it's up to Faker whether or not he wants to answer the question. Yeah. And I feel like if the reporter had like pushed him on it, because I know Faker kind of gave like a really a pretty dismissive answer. Pretty subtle, yeah. Yeah. If if the reporter had like pushed and been like, no, but like really though, what does this mean? Then yeah. that would have been inappropriate. But I, I think that's a really good answer. Yeah. Really good way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, when you have the kind of the Korean mm-hmm. stigma of how much pressure they put their players on, Faker yeah, being one of the most prominent figures in League of Legends history, uh, it's going to draw a lot of debate around that. So yeah, our first topic today was actually about a handshaking. Might be the last time it ever happens, but uh, yeah, crazy stuff in Korea as always. Next story, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's yeah, go. It's, it's one. It's one we touched on very lightly last week uh, as part of another story. Actually, it's about esports overtaking traditional sports and viewership by 2021. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad. Yeah. Oh man. I remembered. I remembered. I'm glad you did. Yeah. If you guys missed last episode, we talked about this very briefly, mm. then Zan went to a different topic. So now we're rehashing it. Yeah. Zan, now do you think that esports will overtake traditional sports viewership by 2021 or are the art you're discussing an article about it? I'm discussing a research paper. Okay. But I also do think that they're right. Bold statements I think, by I Zan. Think, I think they're not they wrong. Continue. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, let's, let's okay. Hit it. So uh, this is from a technology consulting firm known as Activate in, uh, in like they're kind of working with Syracuse University on okay. this, on this Smart as far University. as I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very analytic based. Um, anyway, so current estimates of you know this is obviously based fo- mainly in the United States since it's hard to get numbers from other places, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's about there's around 250 million people watching esports right now in the United States. In the United States. Wow, that's actually yeah, it's big numbers. Big a large numbers. Large portion. Yeah, and so. Their data suggests that by 2020, 70 million people will be watching a single esports final. That is really. That is more than U.S. pro basketball, soccer, and hockey. Well, finals. yeah, it is because that's a, a dude. What's the population? We're gonna get trashed for this. <laughs> Isn't it just over 300 million, or approaching 400 million people in the U.S. around some? Not even what? <laughs> Am I dumb? No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty. No, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. No. Oh, you don't no. know, and you're no, calling I'm me. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's not sure even vaguely like that. We're approaching 400 million people in the U.S. We can we can look that and up. And you think I don't, 70 million? I do not think it's we're approaching 400 million. I, I think and I you think, think, I think we're beyond be that. I think we're beyond that. But either way, sure, as yeah, I look you, it up, you can look it up while I while you explain think more. What's going on? Seventy million people will watch an esports. Did it specify what esports final? Esports because it would have to be League of Legends. It'll probably be League. It'll probably be something along those lines. But I think those numbers, it makes a lot of sense when you break it down. So, yeah, and the, the general prediction. 330 million people, just saying. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's approaching 400. No, I think it even yeah. attunes to my point more yeah. that there's less than that. Well, Sorry. I, I think, in that case, hey, it's even more impressive we're going to have that many 330 people. 330 million yeah. people in okay. the U.S. Okay. You think 70 million will watch a final esports yeah, final by I do. 2020? I do. Are you insane? There's so many reasons why it makes. Sorry, I keep on interrupting you. Sense, you hit me with those sense, yeah. reasons. Yeah, I, I will down the line, but we gotta get to the. Of we gotta course. get through the meat. Uh, we gotta get let's, through the data let's first. Let's eat the meat. Yeah. So anyway, so then the prediction goes into uh, into play, taking into account that U.S. esports will have more viewers than every single pro sports league aside from the NFL by 2021. It's aside from the NFL. And the NFL is predicted is to have. Fo- is football, soccer, soccer included in that? Because. Yeah. This is like the most ridiculous yeah. research NFL, study. NFL is predicted to have about around 140 million viewers by 2021. Uh, esports is about predicted to oh, have. Oh, this is only million. U.S. viewership. Yeah. That's why football yeah, that's would not saying. be in yeah, there. That, yeah, as in yeah. soccer. Once for again, as I said okay. at the top, like yeah, it is focused on the U.S. I'm clarifying because, for people like me. Yeah, because it's it's really hard to get numbers out of other countries, yeah, basically any other country. This is very specified. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and anyway, the re the main reason that uh, the guy's name is Inkyo Lee, I know I mispronounced that, I'm sorry about that. He's a professor of marketing and associate dean for Syracuse's global initiatives. And anyway, he says, unlike football or cricket, esports is not rooted in any region or culture, so it has a more global appeal. In today's world, being able to reach billions of eyeballs is very important to, build to building a product's commercial value. And you gotta think, to a certain extent, esports are a lot more welcome and open, like, than standard sports, I would say, right? Because any, anybody can sit down and play a game. It's very easy, right? But for football, if nothing else, that's a lot of setup on your end just to get a game of football going. I mean, I, under, all those people, I, I understand like, that, but there's mm. got to be more reasons than just that. They're, they're just, just saying esports are a global thing, so obviously they're going to be easily digestible. You can say those well, things, no, but... It's, it's saying that like, because, because it's not rooted in any specific region, culture, not in any specific lifestyle habits, aside from being playing video I games. I mean, that's true to an extent, but there yeah. are certain games out there that are pretty region-based. Well, certain games, yes, but not like any of the larger esports, really. Uh, is there more backing to this? Besides, no, I mean it's it's just it's all database. It's this all just dude, made you know based what? Off of projections. I'll take a harsh stance. This yeah. dude's a straight idiot. I think viewership no. will grow. I think viewership is going to grow and dwarf everything else. Yeah, maybe easily. In, yeah, easily. I I agree with that. But uh, by next, you realize 2021, it's 2019, and you're saying by 2020 this is going to be 70 million people watching. Yeah, I could see that. I don't understand you, you, if you sometimes. If you, if you sometimes look, you say the smartest things, and other times you just take people's word if for you, it. If you look at viewership trends, right? Esports grows exponentially. Every 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 single quarter, esports like shoots up, right? Because yes. it's super easy to onboard new as people. As a whole, as a whole, as a right. whole, yeah. that growth to the. Let right, me yeah. let me give you some uh -huh. details that I I just barely know off the top of my head. Have yeah. not on my end given it too much thought. Mm -hmm. When it comes to League of Legends, I think we can both agree it's the most worldwide watched yeah. game. Yeah, pure, pure, the semifinal. G2 versus SKT, uh -huh. I believe, was the most watched esports match ever at 8 million concurrent viewers. Mm -hmm. And you Once think again, by next year, that's going to go to 70 million? Nobody is saying concurrent. They're saying viewers of the final. Nobody's saying nobody measures concurrent when they're talking I guess about what is, NFL. I guess I'm curious what the 8 million concurrent transferred to then. Yeah, because if you think if you think in terms okay, to be of, fair, you like, said you said seventy million, you blanketed it. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I said yeah, I said seventy million people will watch the final. Uh, I didn't mean at one time we're gonna have seventy million people sat in front of Twitch watching it. And it's the same for football. When they say hey, football is gonna have you know hundred forty million, they're not saying uh, there's gonna be hundred forty yeah. million people sitting on their couch watching football huh, at the same I'm time. I'm quickly backtracking. I yeah. but. I wish that this research study would have said, you know, generally what concurrent viewers over an mm. event actually leads to when it's total viewership. I don't, I don't think concurrent really has a direct translation to, to overall viewership. There's got to be some connection, though. Like 8 million concurrent mm. over the course of an event is around 50 million total. Or like 4 million around the course of an event is around 20 million total. I don't know if there's a way to predict that, honestly. Because like part of, part of those numbers, like the, the numbers... After after the fact, some of that's going to overlap because there's going to be people who go back and watch again. You never know. Oh, was this particularly like a really interesting match that people are going to say? Oh, go back and watch the finals from 2018. That was insane. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, oh, man, this is so t that's so tough. I don't because I wish I had the data on that now as well because uh, it. Um, I think I was incorrect. I actually doubled the number. It was four million concurrent viewers 
which is still insane because over the yeah. course of that four matches, mm -hmm. that could that could very be very long matches. Too. That very yeah. well could be, you know, who knows? That could be 40, 50 million views right there. And mm -hmm. then obviously by next year, that obviously could increase as well. So I'm going to retract my statements. Um, I, I like your study that you're bringing to the fact to uh -huh. the table. I think we can end on this. Esports viewership is growing exponentially every year. Some think at a more rapid pace than others. Uh -huh. And I'm on the less rapid side. Do I think it'll overtake all traditional sports besides the NFL by next year or 2021? Possible. Not guaranteed. I think it's very likely. Still a very interesting point <laughs> that made me sound, yet again, very stupid. Thank you, Zan. All right, Zana, for a quick one for all of us on the Mixer Waging War. Speaking of numbers, man, we like numbers on this podcast, it I, seems. One of us does. I'm just still, uh, you man, you just, uh, you, sometimes I think I got the edge on you and you just swing back and it turns out, uh, anyway, uh, this one's all about Mixer versus Twitch versus YouTube. Earlier this week, or I guess I should say last week, mm. we revealed some numbers which just show how, how far away yeah, Mixer really it, it is. It really is unfortunate. I keep wondering, when are they going to give up? I mean, uh, at what point do you just throw in the towel and be like, we spent enough money, it's not working out, we're let's, done. Let's keep this brief. I'm yeah. going to ask you the ultimate question Shit. of what Mixer can do in the next mm two years to actually close the gap and stand a chance. Before that, quick numbers, top of my head. These numbers, I think, are actually closer to being correct than, than the last segment. Um, so in the last quarter, quarterly reports, uh, this is actually including Ninjas. Ninjas moved to Mixer. That is it. Not Shroud yet, um, but numbers are still pretty darn close. Over the past quarter, Mixer had around 90 million hours watched. That's what matters. People watching your streams. Uh, YouTube Gaming, just around 675 million. Twitch, 2.5 billion hours watched. Obviously, that does actually translate to, um, I think it's actually Mixer has 120th of YouTube's viewership and just over 1% of Twitch's viewership. Uh, a lot of people out there in the comments during my video so far have stated, obviously, Twitch and YouTube have been around for over a decade. Mixer's been around for, uh, I think, a few years and obviously just hitting it very hard over the past three months. The question still does stand, though, because they are so far behind and Twitch is so established, no matter how bad Twitch does in all these bands and, and bad news. Uh, Zan, I give you a year to two years. What do you do as Mixer? And, and how much? obviously, how much money is, is a giant question as well it's going to take. Where do you start? Hmm, how much money is rough? I mean, I would say the only the only way Mixer has any shot whatsoever is heavy cross promotion with Xbox because that's their one edge that they have over Twitch and YouTube. That's the only thing they've got right. I always now. like your opening points. I yeah. think when I would ask that question to most people, they just go sign the biggest people. So. Well, obviously, yeah, it's not working out. I mean, they tried that with Ninja, Shroud, Gathalion. And they will try it again. Yeah, it, obviously, probably. that's a factor. Yeah, right, right. Obviously, it plays into it a but, little bit. But why but the cross-promotion with Xbox in particular? Because I think Xbox, obviously, it's not doing as well as it was last gaming generation. Sony's kind of beat it out a little bit. But Xbox is still huge as a brand. And they just rolled out their new Game Pass subscription, which has theoretically been doing really, really well. And if, say, they leverage the Game Pass subscription kind of like they leverage, uh, like uh, Twitch leverages Amazon Prime. Yep. And say, like, with Mixer, say, hey, you know, you, got, you get a Mixer subscription or whatever, and we'll throw in Game Pass, too. A yeah. lot of people would do one just to have the other. Or say you get Game Pass and you get, like, one free Mixer sub per month. Yep. Or anything like that. And even then with that, I think that is like the approach. Mm. I think like you nailed it. Like they have to have something that combats the Amazon Prime subs, but also keeps signing big uh, big right. uh, streamers out there. Maybe XQC, Doc's probably not going to go, but the Lyrics, the Summits, the Pokemains, mm. a variety, a variety of right. variety streamers. Right. Um, and with that, they need to combat those Prime subs. There still is, even after all that, the issue of how much money can they put into it? Mm -hmm. And even when you that do- That is the question. And even if you give them some sort of sub, 
Mm. Amazon Prime ain't, they're not going to drop theirs. Right, of course not. Yeah. So it becomes a pick and choose and people will probably, you know, dib, dibble and dabble in both websites. Mm. Um, but I like your approach. It's just a giant, giant mystery is can they ever close this gap as Twitch is also on top of everything. Twitch keeps signing people. I think they're done. I honestly, after, after this week, I think Mixer is done because YouTube is now taking I love your brand statements. Maybe not for this week. No, because YouTube's also taking be a friend. No, no, YouTube, because you, YouTube, you, the only way Mixer had a shot was when it was only Twitch versus Mixer, essentially. And then, you know, Huya was going to come along in around a year or so. Or and do that, you. That, yeah, or that, do you, yeah. Yeah, it would have maybe been a problem. But now YouTube gaming is here mm -hmm. and about to, like, really, like, it's like they were really always there around. though. Yeah, but, but they were now they're like, hey, by the way, we're still here. No, yeah, <laughs> they weren't like they were there, but they weren't doing anything. And they didn't need to, but yeah. now even that they are, mm. I I think what we've come to the conclusion here, if I yeah. fairly state it, as of right, there are a lot of Mixer fanboys that will probably mm. watch this. Mm. And I don't mean that rudely. I, I really do like the platform. No, yeah, so do I. Out, out, of, out of all of them, I think I like Mixer the most. We're just being realistic. Yeah. I think by the end of the day, what I'm trying to lean towards eventually is I think the real battle is not Twitch versus Mixer, it's Twitch versus YouTube. Yeah. At and, this point, that's that's how it is. And we'll keep you guys all posted. But yeah. as of right now, our battle plan for Mixer has been laid out. Will they take it and will they ex actually execute it? Of course not. We'll see. <laughs> And before our next topic, really quick, everybody, a quick word about Harry's. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. Uh, besides me, I really can't grow facial hair, but the secret to a great shave hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need heated handles or flex blades, and neither do you. So Harry's does not charge you for those useless gimmicks. We've used Harry's razors here in the office. Again, you know, when I, when I, do, when I do shave, and we could tell you that they just give you what matters. A durable, sharp, quality blade for a great shave at a fair price. Harry's is super convenient with blade refills delivered straight to your door right on schedule and if you don't love your shave just let harry's know and you'll get a full refund and now listeners of the podcast can redeem their harry's trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire you'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip a five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab onto on the go go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start shaving better today and now back to the next topic Okay, Jake. It's been a week since the uh, since the announcement of when we're recording this podcast of Overwatch Two, <sighs> and those and the whole office at this point, I'm pretty sure knows that I hate Overwatch Two as a concept. I think it was a really dumb decision. You are a pessimistic man, Zan. Well, there's no reason to be optimistic about Overwatch Two. Yes. Yeah. It's go on. Yeah. For so for those of you who haven't been paying so much attention. Here's what Overwatch 2 is. It's base PvP, same as Overwatch 1, same thing going on, maybe like a little bit of character rebalancing or whatever. The main additions are a story mode, co-op uh, hero missions, um, and theoretically those are going to be more or less like the PvE events that we already have in Overwatch 1. And they're also adding like a skill tree only in PvE. And aside from that, they're adding a bunch of stuff that's both coming to Overwatch 1 as well as 2. That being a new game mode called Push, which is essentially just tug of war. Um, they have four new maps, and their rumors are that they're going to have around, around four new heroes, and a new engine, uh, like game development engine. So you know, new lighting, new UI, all that jazz. Making it sound pretty cool, Zan. Uh, and all skins, cosmetics, and progress comes over. It would be very cool. important point there. Yeah, yeah. Thank God they're doing imagine. That. Yeah, imagine if they didn't almost. I would Ooh, be burning stuff. They have to be real dumb. You know yeah. someone's going to do it eventually. Oh, I, I, I guarantee you that was on the table at one point in time. They and then were, they, they were, were like, well, this whole Hong Kong thing, <laughs> we probably should let them keep their skins. Yeah, yeah. see, and that's the Hong Kong thing is what really, 
really kind of colors this whole situation. Oh, let's not even get into that. No, no I think it, the it, timing it's, of it's, the... it's, it's oh. really important to touch on it very briefly because I think it's important to note that if I told you three years ago when Overwatch was like really in its prime, if I told you that Overwatch 2 would be announced and the general reaction from the video game community would be like a resounding, yeah, all right, as opposed to like hype and excitement, everybody. Okay, me, let me yeah. let me defend it a little bit from mm. what I saw. It was actually kind of hard to find negative comments that had mm. a lot of traction to them. Mm. I would say that a lot of the reaction I saw was positive, but it was more so of like a saving positive. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, like no, like yeah. it, it was people that were kind of like feeling like they were saved by this as it it was needed, mm. not not more so as if it was like, oh crap, this is like going to be great. It was more so like the game needed this. Like this is like no, hanging yeah. on. Like, yeah, right. Like it's, if that makes sense. I know it absolutely does. And, and there's a ton of people that apparently love stories. Yeah, well, it's That's the stories. Like it makes sense. Obviously, everybody's been asking for that for Overwatch since day one. Since everybody but, loves I mean, the characters, that only keeps you so far, guys. Yeah. I, I get that you like it. Speaking, yeah. um, is, is there? Is it out now? The official price of it all? None. None of that's out. Uh, the only details that we really have are that um, eventually Overwatch, or rather Overwatch Two and Overwatch One, the PvP is going to be essentially one game. So if you have a copy of Overwatch 1, you're going to be able to play Overwatch 2 PvP with Overwatch 2 players. That is just so crazy to me. Yeah, it's weird. Can there be pro players that don't buy Overwatch 2? No. Because of the new characters? No. Or, I mean, everybody's getting the new characters. Everybody gets the new Everyone characters. Gets, Everybody so, gets the new maps. Okay, I guess, yeah. great discussion. What is the point of buying Overwatch 2? What, give me, be fair, what are the actual the additions? Act, literally, the only reason to buy Overwatch 2 is the PvE stuff. Do you does the new engine? Dumb question. Does the new engine also? There they are saying the new engine is going to get updated into Overwatch One. I literally right okay, before we okay. came in here, uh, I've been talking about this with our video guy Pete and our team lead Maj all week, uh, and I was saying like, hey, they're gonna say it's Overwatch Two, and they're gonna say Overwatch Two is out and it's separate from Overwatch One, but they're just gonna reskin Overwatch One to essentially be the same thing as Overwatch Two, just taking out the PVE part. And that's essentially what's happening. Yeah. And they just don't want to say that this is essentially an expansion. It is an expansion. I don't think anyone. I don't think most people would deny that. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's fair to say. This is this, the amount of content we're getting is about the same as like a standard video game expansion in 2019. Um, and this is why I hate that they're calling Overwatch 2 because it's, it's disingenuous on a, a number of levels. <laughs> like, but um, anyway. Yeah. It's it's Jeff Kaplan just confirmed that the, the two game clients are going to combine. That's just making it even less of a point to have an actual Overwatch 2. And it really just seems like they want Overwatch 2 so they can have an excuse to say, hey, give us some more money. God, like a that's nice, another lump sum so strange. Yeah. I, I, can you think of another game that's ever done this? I was just trying to think about like yeah. if, if like if CSGO did this, how mm. would they do it and not receive backlash? Because it's all so similar. Right. You get a few additional things that you don't like don't really they don't change the game. Right. Yeah. So why is it a new game? And not just an expansion or an update, a giant update. Mm, like, right, yeah, you know what makes this situation even worse? Kaplan confirmed. He said a hundred percent. The reason why the content in Overwatch, the base game right now, has been like declining, why we haven't been getting a lot of new events, new stuff going on, is because they've been working on Overwatch Two. And then they present this in Overwatch Two as like borderline nothing. Yeah, it's just story stuff. And all the story stuff that I saw was just the same as standard PVE that we already have in Overwatch, and none of that, I would not say any of that is really worth a full expansion. 
imagine, honestly. imagine if they had had all this backlash, right? Mm. Lots of people hated Blizzard over the past month or two months. Right. Um, BlizzCon comes around. There's a few protesters here and there. Free mm. Hong Kong, free Hong Kong. Mm. The public backlash was at an all-time high for Blizzard. Yeah. And imagine at BlizzCon, they apologize. Empty apology, by the way. Terrible apology. Not an apology at all. But they then give Overwatch players and mm. viewers and the community an entirely updated engine and mm. all this content for free as a giant update. Because, mm. I Which, mean, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, that it's they, a kind, gigantic they kind of update, are doing that but for free. But aren't you, you're going to pay for it. Well, I mean, you have to pay for the PvE stuff. You don't have to pay for anything else. You get the updated engine. You can get the new characters. You get the maps. But you buy Overwatch. But you buy Overwatch too. Uh, only for PVE. That's the only thing you have to pay for. So you can get part of Overwatch two without even paying. Yeah, you are essentially getting Overwatch two. I'm so lost. It's yeah. It's I'm it's so as really not Overwatch guy. I'm so it's lost. It's really unnecessarily confusing. It really should not be confusing. It should just be hey, it's an expansion. You buy the expansion, you get PVE. Done. Nice and clean, right? Yeah. Instead of being. It's. I've seen so many articles clarifying what Overwatch Two means. Now I get you. Now yeah. I understand. Uh -huh. So it's like uh, let's compare it to like a, a, a Destiny. Yeah, Destiny. It's, it's like a Destiny DLC. Right. Yeah. It's still the same Destiny. Mm. It's like oh, it's it's still Overwatch One. Right. Essentially. They offer you that DLC for PVE. As as far as far as they're saying, yeah. And then give you a new engine and, uh -huh. and everything else. People yeah. are like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, mm. I don't know. You know what? What makes it even weirder though is that they're saying it's going to come out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And we know for a fact the PS5 is going to be out by next December. Oh boy, this and is a new discussion. They a new also said they don't know when Overwatch 2 is releasing. How can you not know when your game is going to release is a, if it has to come out before next December? This is a new topic. A new yeah. topic. It's we will keep you all posted as we learn more about Overwatch 2. What is it? Why you do this to us? Zan, <laughs> my last topic is all about esports valuations. All right, let's hit it. We saw this past week or last week. Uh huh. Esports valuations came out. And they were drastically high, mm. and that's a different topic. <laughs> and that's a different topic for a different day. So yeah. Man. Okay. We might bring it back up next week on this uh -huh. podcast. One thing I noticed, and I'm very proud of, <laughs> is the fact that little Hector, no, different Hector Rodriguez's little protege has Whoa. now surpassed him in his value of his org. And I just thought it was a, well deserved. Uh, it was. It's just really cool for me in yeah. a very short discussion here. It's really cool to see. And I talked about this already in a video that five years ago, I think it was actually right around four and a half years ago, mm. these two guys, just like you and me, were sitting at a table and they were both a part of Optic Gaming. Mm. And four and a half short years flew by later. Uh, at the time at the table, Hector had given Nadeshot partial ownership of the brand. Right. Within a year or two, Nadeshot was kind of developing. He had left Optic, obviously, and he was developing his own ideas for a new organization. Within a year or two later, now 100 Thieves is here. Optic Gaming has been sold. Hector made a, a fat stack, hopefully. And now he's with NRG as their mm. co-CEO. Mm. Nadeshot is the owner and founder of 100 Thieves. And guess what? Those two guys who sat at a table next to each other four and a half years ago and have been friends for what seems like an eternity now, Basically. now they have two organizations mm -hmm. that are back-to-back -back on the rankings, one valued at $150 million, 100 Thieves right ahead of Hector's NRG now at $160 million. Uh -huh. And to me, if, I don't know. It just If you look at it, you can really tell who makes the most money because of their logos. Someone has a good logo. Someone has a bad logo. Oh Jesus <laughs> <here>. Christ, Zan! <laughs> Why you gotta bring this up? <laughs> Logos are valuable, my guy. I'm not gonna I buy a shirt with a giant like circle 
that looks like a tech logo from a like a Globo Gym logo. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Why'd you bring this up? Yeah, I was bringing up a beautiful moment that it kind of it for me. Uh -huh. It gave me like it made me feel like anything was possible that these guys had built all that and oh, done absolutely. all these changes in four years. It makes me think like, wow, there's so many possibilities. Yeah, here. Nate Shot's killing it. And Honestly. Then, Really smart guy, probably one of the smartest orgs in esports at the moment. That's why they have a good logo. That's why the Huntsman logo is trash. Sorry. God <laughs> dang it, dude. But, you know. Jesus, I, I, I swear, I try and bring happy moments into this cast, and you're just like, well. And there literally was a comment earlier today about some guy was like, if we keep our standards as high as the 100 Thieves logo, why would we drop them for any other logo? Right? And I was yeah. like, I mean, you're not. They're, they, exactly. They do a, they did a, they're doing killer things. It's just, it's not hard. It's not hard. You know what? <laughs> I will end this right here. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment to see Nadeshot and Hex be two great friends in this esports oh, scene absolutely. that is yeah. ever growing. I'm glad they're both very successful. Hopefully. Yes. I don't know about Hex. I don't know how he's doing. I hope he's successful. And who knows where you and me will be in yeah. four and a half years. Yeah, yeah. But you're definitely the Nade shot with a better logo, and I'm definitely the Hex with the we'll see where this where this goes in four and yeah. a half years. <laughs> Gosh. That Huntsman logo actually really bothered me. Yeah, after I made the video, I was like, "What? I, I, I live. I, I stand for what I said. It was average. Some of yeah, the yeah, but like it's average in the way that we're like I would expect to see that from some random dude on Twitter whose name is Esports Logo Maker Fifty Two. Some of the variances yeah. are the, the one that were just mm. it's just two axes. I was like, oh god. But there are different variances. Yeah, yeah. The ax okay. All right, for my last topic, Jake. Yeah. Gonna do something a little different. Gonna let you choose. Oh gosh, what did I just walk no, into? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a good thing. Promise, promise. Okay. Yeah, you get to choose which which path we take this down. Do you want? Well, this is like a fun event. <laughs> yeah, it's a choose your own adventure. All right. Yeah. Do you want a fun happy story that we can laugh about, or do you want some maybe potentially interesting data to talk about? You already know, Sean. I'm gonna go fun happy. Okay. We can right. keep data for some other time. <laughs> We've had enough data in this right, episode. Yeah. A lot of fair numbers. Enough, fair enough. That's which is why I felt like I'd give you the option. Okay. Thank you, you know? for thank yeah, you for that. Yeah. So let's talk about Fallout 76 then. Jesus. And the literal class war that's happening. Class war. Uh, is this actually gonna be happy and funny? Yeah, it is. Okay, you're it not gonna actually, be. All right, no, all right. I, I promise. I already promised. Yeah. Thank you up and everything. Yeah. Because when you've talked about Fallout <laughs> in the past, it's never really been a typically uh, happy topic. Have we even talked about Fallout on the podcast? Am I thinking about a different game? Is this a, is this very possibly? Okay. There have been so many like trash games. I'm this just year. used to being yeah. kind of negative yeah. around some yeah. games. All right. Well, so I I will be negative about the game. The game is bad. What's happening in the game is hilarious. See. And very funny. All right, what's happening? Funny happy times. So uh, have you heard about Fallout first at all? No. Okay. I'll so, be honest. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah, you're not missing much. Um, so. Just a couple weeks back, uh, a new membership program was added to Fallout 76. Okay. So basically, you pay $12 a month, or mm. I think it's $100 a year. Yeah, it's a mm. lot of money. <laughs> yeah, right? That was my reaction, wow. too. Yeah, I was like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. For Fallout 76, of all things? Yeah. You, you already had to pay for that game, by the way. That's not a free-to-play game. It's a pay-to-play game? That's yeah, a pay-to-play game. Holy nuts. Yeah, right? So, I mean, right? nuts. Yeah. <laughs> So, and basically that uh, that expansion is like a premium service, and with that you get access to private servers, um, you get unlimited storage, you get like a fast travel point or what thing, whatever, and you get a special uh, identifier next to your name that says you bought it in like an emblem, essentially, right? And some fancy clothes. Now what's happening is because people, the gaming community has obviously decided they don't like Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. So the out of the people who are playing, still playing the game, People who did not buy Fallout first are now going out of their way to hunt down people who bought Fallout first and kill them or harass them in other ways. And they can tell by... Yeah, because 
on next to their names it says Fallout first. Oh, or it says like boy. first or whatever. Or they have really fancy clothes you can only yeah. get through Fallout first. So they're so, very noticeable. So you right? Oh man. What makes this even more interesting is the private servers thing straight up does not work. So even if they have Fallout first, people try to hide. Even if they try to put up their walls, they're like, other people can just be like, hey, yeah. So, so they're being hunted down for paying more money down. for the game. Yeah, yeah. You really do hate to see it. It is. It's And they're it's supposed to, is there supposed to be some premium feature where you get your own private servers? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It's, that's supposed to be a thing. It just doesn't work. Uh, also, the free inventory space, the unlimited inventory space, that also doesn't work. That's just karma, huh? If you put anything in that free inventory, there's a good to fair chance that it's just going to be deleted. I'd like to say I feel bad. But how many people are actually paying a hundred bucks a year for it? Is it right. enough people, obviously, to have it be an issue? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I just, I love it's enough. To, it's enough people for it to be noticeable that they're being hunted. I just love thinking that a group of guys gets uh -huh. together after work or after mm. school and like, yo, we ready to hunt tonight? Let's go after some rich. Going kids. on the prowl? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Literally, like just waiting in the uh -huh. server or, or in the game, just just waiting yeah, to see right, a nice right. piece of clothing walk by and just get him. <laughs> just, like that's what. It, oh my god, that's what games have yeah, become nowadays. It literally has become like an aristocracy versus the poor people situation it's kind of funny yeah it's kind of hilarious because it's just like the it's like the unwashed masses yeah just bombarding like there are so many posts on reddit that are like i can imagine we need to keep these these this filth <laughs> the we need poor to be together we need to build gated communities for oh us fallout first members <laughs> oh the rich people are oh yeah <laughs> can you imagine they yeah, add right. they add like just brand new items only for uh -huh. rich people they uh -huh. actually can defend themselves and, and oh man this could get good <laughs> Yeah, if, if, if they're so watching, they gotta actually just come on, add to the uh -huh. con, add to uh -huh. the memes out there. That's what I'd be doing. I don't know if they, that they even could. I mean, can you imagine putting out a subscription feature for a hundred dollars a year that just straight up does not work? Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I can now, <laughs> and it's not working out too well. And that's gonna do it for the esports rewind podcast. As per usual, me and Zan hope you guys did enjoy. Any yes, closing absolutely. statements there, boy? Yeah, real quick. Uh, once again, want to thank you all for the amazing amount of support we got on our first merch line release. Yeah, you know, thank that's you. Up, you know, under all of our videos now, if you want to give it a look, thank you guys for for those of you who picked up a shirt. Hey, send us a picture once you get it. We'd love to see what it looks like on you guys. You know, hit uh -huh. us up on Twitter with that. Uh, aside from that, though, as always, if you want to listen to the podcast on the go, you can find us on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. It's right here, spelling right there, P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. Nice! Yeah, you know. I'd mess that up for sure. <laughs> yeah, and you know, thanks to all the people who uh, have already been downloading the podcast over there. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, we have a couple sponsors over there, actually. So we appreciate you. you can support the show. Cool. Hey, if you want to just go and download it every now and again, say, hey, Please. we appreciate it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, things are going great over on the channel. A lot of big things planned. We mm -hmm. just had a really big planning meeting about some videos yesterday. Some great content coming mm -hmm. soon, both mm -hmm. on the website, guys, and the YouTube channel. Right, right. Uh, but that's going to do it. Same time every single week. We'll be back here next week, guys, with episode number 27 of the Esports Rewind podcast. As per usual, we hope you guys all enjoyed. Thank you all for watching. And until next time, we'll see you guys soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. 
But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.